Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, hockey fans, to another edition of Inside the Box. As always, I am joined by my co-host and friend, Mike Fornabio. Mike, how are you? I'm doing all right. How about you? You know, I, it was a uh, it was a pretty good week um, this week uh, in high school hockey. Uh, some crazy games this weekend. We saw the number one and number two team go at it back to back days. Uh, Richfield won both of those games, cementing their themselves atop the uh, Connecticut high school hockey. Not that I don't know if that was really up for question or not, but it's pretty much set in stone now. Um, and just, you know, we saw some good games this week, top teams playing against each other. It seems like that's been happening every week, and that's the benefit when you only have, like, 50 teams playing hockey in the state. There's always good games. But I just wanted to open up and touch on something that I talked about last week when I was talking about three goalies, and I went on that little rant. Um, Which was fun. The I was at the Staples-Fairfield game, and... Fairfield played one goalie in the first, one goalie in the second, and I was there with uh, Luke DeVoe and Ben Klein. They were there for CTHS, CTHS hockey, and Luke turns to me in the and they had three goalies dressed. And Luke turns to me at the second and he goes, "You're gonna see three goalies tonight." He goes, "You're it's gonna <laughs> happen," and he goes, "I was like, I'm gonna leave. Like if it happens, I'm I'm leaving. Like I'm going home. I'm not I'm not staying for this. I'm not gonna be, you know. Just it was really funny. And then we were so we're like we're we're on like pins and you like waiting for this to happen when uh when 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 Fairfield came out in the third and they stuck with uh with John Grace and he uh he finished the game and the third goalie didn't play uh but I guess Grace I is the third goalie so the backup didn't play it was something like that but three goalies did not get into the game and I know Luke and Ben were a little disappointed I'm too now I mean if there's a coach out there who wants to make this happen we'll we'll, we'll bring Pete we'll make this happen this yeah yeah I mean just let me know just when you guys are playing three goalies so I could see it um <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that was very interesting. I thought that was I thought that was going to happen, which would have been hysterical uh, after last week. But oh, and before we jump into more, uh, we will be having Darian, head coach Mac Bud, on the show today. Uh, interview a little bit later. Uh, he's great as always. I mean, he is he is one of the best. He's one of the the nicest guys to talk to post game, whether they win or they lose. Great dude. So it was really nice to get some time to talk to him. Absolutely, that should be, should be a fun, fun time. Absolutely. Uh, last night, Wednesday night, ton of games, but Mike and I were both at um, arguably two of the best teams, if not the two best teams in Division Two, going at it in Watertown, Pomperog, and Branford up at Northford Ice Pavilion late last night. 
you know, I feel like start times for hockey games are they just take a dart and they throw it at the wall and see what sticks because it doesn't matter. You're always going to start late anyway. <laughs> Feels like it. So that I game did get, What time did that game get started? About 8.45, I think. There was a practice. There was I, The game, the afternoon game went late and went uh, went into overtime. Then there was a practice after that, and they uh, I think they, they got off right before 8.30, which was the scheduled start time for work on Brantford. And then uh, yeah, about 8.45, I think, by the time the game. Yeah, I mean, we went. So that was when, fun on deadline. Yeah, I can't imagine. That, that. was about five minutes late. Michelle, <laughs> sorry, thanks for not murdering me. <laughs> uh, that's the problem with, you know, when you when they host, you know, like six games during the day, or whatever it is. Oh, the first game goes to overtime. Everything gets thrown off the entire day. <laughs> it's like oh. I woke up this morning. The Australian Open was still going on from the night before. Yeah, there was like a three-hour delay. I think that was. They finished that. at like three fifteen in the morning over there. Like, wow. Um, so that was a good game. Uh, two of the best, again, arguably two of the best teams in the Division Two going at it. And Brantford had their chances. Uh, oh, you know, they did. Watertown they won four to one on uh, Ryan Fleming played excellent in net, and Troy Harwell with a hat trick, which we've yeah. come to expect from him. <laughs> Pretty much. That, yeah, it was. It was. It lived up to the hype. I mean, it was um, in the second period, especially, and then uh, for stretches of the third period, Brantford was was all over, all over them. Uh, long stretches of his own time. And Fleming was fantastic. And the defense was was solid in front of him to kind of to kind of limit it. Uh, what was the number? Twenty seven shots, I think they had wow. for, for themselves, and it, it felt like more. Um, the zone time it felt like more at the very least. Fleming really good, and uh, and and Watertown was was very opportunistic. Um, goal on the rush, uh, goal off a block shot, and the empty netter to finish it off. Um, they they you know they traded goals on Watertown's power plays in the first period. One shorthanded yeah. goal and one power play goal, and. Uh, and then it kind of settled into that to, to that game, and it was it was pretty impressive. It was a lot of fun to watch, and uh, you know, two good teams that could see each other again. Yeah, I think Twice. you know this is a um, this is I think two programs who have been so talented the last couple of years, and you're always expecting they're going to be in the finals, they're going to be in the finals, they're going to go to Yale, they're going to go to Yale, or they're going to win the whole thing. And then every year they seem to just come up short. Yep. Um, Troy Harwell mentioned that last night. In fact, you know they've been so close, they've been contenders for so long, and you know, they want that ring. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been reading his name on Twitter and on Game Time for years. Yep. Um, kid's a, a, an unbelievable hockey player. Uh, I mean, I really like them. The only thing, their jerseys, the orange jerseys, all you got to do is stick Gritty. Just stick Gritty's <laughs> face on the front of it. Just get rid of the Watertown Pomprob logo and put Gritty on the front of it. I think that jersey would be a million times better. You can put Gritty on just about anything and make it better. You really can. I'm a big Gritty fan. It's remarkable. <laughs> How could that happen that quickly? Uh, it's How could it's That's incredible. As soon as they announced him, I, I went online and someone had already made a shirt. <laughs> so, um, just a, another note from last night, which I thought was awesome. We were just talking about it. Uh, Travis Newsbaum from JBWA had eight points last night, a 9-6 win over Northeastern. He had four goals and four assists in one game. I'm I don't care who the competition is. I'm really anxious to see this team because we were just doing the math and 64 goals in eight games, I you know 10 goals and a loss. Uh, the numbers are just ridiculous. They're they're <coughs> amazing and uh, looking forward to actually seeing what uh, what goes on there. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty incredible what they've been doing. I mean I, I'm going to be honest with you. I played high school hockey. I pretty sure I had like three points in my career. Maybe one was like an accidental assist that hit someone's foot and it went in. And my one goal, they legitimately just put it on my stick and it went in. So, like, yeah, 
And this kid had eight points in one game. So shout out Travis. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about what happened with Ridgefield and Darian at the end because we have some other stuff coming up at the end of the show. You know, we're going to talk what's going on with Greenwich. Um, who really is the number one? You know, can the number two team in the state please stand up? Because every week it's just it's like who's the number? You know, it's like Richfield and then everyone else. But we're not going to talk about that too much now. Uh, and then we're going to take a look at what's going on the rest of the the weekend and the week. But we're going to throw it over to our interview with Coach uh, with Darian, head coach Mac Bud. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, welcome on to uh, the show. We have Darianne, head coach and state champion winner, Mac Bud. Coach, how are you? All good. Thanks for thanks for having me on the show. Uh, well, we, I know we really do appreciate it. Um, right off the bat, we need we need to talk about this past weekend. Um, Richfield, you guys played Richfield in a back to back. Richfield won both of them. But you guys, one goal game the first time, overtime, and then a 2 nothing game the second time. How impressed were you with your team to be able to go toe-to-toe with them the first time and then bring it again the next night? Because back-to-backs are never easy for anyone. No, well, well two things. First of all, <laughs> I, I was certainly impressed with their team. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're just a very, very strong team. And uh, I think as a coach, uh, you know, coming ag- uh, up against your opponent, you're looking for some kind of weakness. Um, and they really don't they don't have a weakness i mean they can they can beat you offensively of course they have that top line which is fantastic uh, and as they proved uh, on the second night they can they can certainly beat you defensively uh, and it starts with a, with a great goalie um, that being said i was i was uh, excited with the way that our guys uh, played I, I thought we played very well uh, i think certainly you could make an argument that we played uh, well enough to win at least one of the games uh, but it but it didn't turn out that way but i was very very happy with the way that we can uh, the way that we played, and and really the way that we competed, and like you said, to come back on that second night um, was something for both teams. I mean, it it was a it was a great idea. Sean suggested it over the summer, and um, I, I thought it worked out great. I thought it was a, a good thing for uh, for Connecticut hockey. Yeah, Sean and I talked a little bit about that back to back, and you know, just what was? Can you kind of describe the atmosphere and what it was like for you know, what you know, what kind of the guys were talking about as well, and how it uh, how it was for you guys as a, as a staff. The the atmosphere of the game. Yeah, the back-to-back. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, it was it was absolutely great. We're we're really lucky. I mean, uh, Chris Rorak and Greenwich have have been very kind to us, and, and with the Winter Classic, and that's just a, a, a great event. And the back-to-back, interestingly, became uh, uh, became a, a, another great event for our kids. And so uh, we're obviously hoping to keep as many kids at uh, Darien High School uh, and playing hockey as we can. And and those types of events. Uh, whether it's the Winter Classic or the back-to-back uh, with Richfield, uh, are things you can point to on our schedule. So um, I can tell you that the, the the guys in the team were absolutely fired up uh, and and embraced it and embraced the challenge. Um, and of course, a lot of a lot of colleges do that too. So it kind of gave them that uh, you know that college feel, uh, if you will, of of playing a home and home or back-to-back games. But uh, it, it was it was certainly exciting, and I felt like. Uh, the quality of the game, the second game, of course, it was maybe a little bit slower, but uh, I felt it, it, it showed a lot of grit and determination on both teams because it was another really uh, well-played game. Yeah, and you you know, you brought up Greenwich and you brought up the Winter Classic, and I think a lot of people, I mean, me, 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 uh, Mike and I were just talking about it, like, Greenwich, you, you guys play Greenwich in, in this really great game, the Winter Classic, and, uh, I mean, the whole thing was great. The atmosphere, you know, the, I thought the, the place was really cool where they held the game. 
And then Greenwich goes out and, and, and they beat you guys 3 nothing. It was a really hard-fought game. I think the score doesn't really show how close the game was. But then Greenwich goes out, and they haven't won since. Yeah, I, look, I, I can't explain that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd like to go back and say that we didn't get off the bus that day, but that simply is, isn't true. Um, we were outplayed. Like you said, it was, it was a heck of a game, um, and, and, and they beat us. I mean, they, they really um, they, they beat us in a lot of different ways that, that day. Uh, and so I know that they have a very, very good hockey team. Um, I, again, um, you know, I don't – look, Ridgefield, I think, has set themselves apart. But there are aspects of that Greenwich team that are, that are somewhat similar to Ridgefield. I mean, they have a good goalie. Uh, they have some good uh, returning experience of guys who have played in big games. Um, and, and again, just looking at our game, um, I'm surprised at the recent results, just like everyone else's. But you know, sometimes teams hit a rut uh, at, at different points in the season. And um, you know, I, I can only say that that uh, they certainly uh, were a good team uh, the night that we played them. And I would expect them to bounce back and be there at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you know, you guys have really taken off from there. Uh, you know, including the two really good games against. Richfield, though, you got you guys bounce back, wins against Notre Dame, Westhaven, and Xavier, you guys beat St. Joe's. Um, just talk about, I guess, you know, the guys who have stepped up. Uh, obviously, everyone knows about the sophomore line. Uh, last time I saw you, you know, Bennett McDermott steps up, and there's an injury, he moves up, and nets a hat trick. So who, who, who are some of the guys that, uh, that have stepped up for, uh, for you guys this, uh, this season to put you in this position? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that have stepped up. I mean, I, I think every coach will tell you that, you know, a successful team, and again, there's, there's certainly a lot of hockey left to, to be played, so let's, you know, we'll see where we end up <laughs> at the end of the year. Um, but it starts with a good leadership group. And so, um, you know, even apart from what they do on the ice, our, our leaders, uh, where captains Hudson McCorney, C.J. Uh, Hathaway, and James Gregory have been absolutely fantastic. Um, they've been good leaders on the ice. Um, they uh, embrace a hard-working culture on the team, um, and that's really, I think, created um, a, 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 the avenue towards some of the success we've had early in the season. Um, and then apart from that, we have, you know, there's other, we have, you know, Zafino and Day Leader, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, you have um, uh, Feifel and Nett, who's just done an outstanding job. I mean, he plays well uh, in big games for us. So, um, you know, the, the sophomores, obviously, we have a tremendous sophomore group, and it, and it, um, and, and Bennett, you mentioned, of course, comes up, uh, you know, big for us. Uh, I think that was the game against Notre Dame West Haven. Mm -hmm. So I, I think one of the good things is we seem to be getting, um, you know, a lot of good minutes from a lot of different players. Um, and I think that's one of the strengths that, that we have is we have good depth. I mean, um, again, we're, we're um, very excited about the, the sophomore line. Um, they've played great. And keep in mind that they're, you know, frequently being matched up with another team's first line. So, um so I'm happy at this point in the season. I mean, obviously there's room for improvement, but I think one of the big things is when you ask a question like that, I could really point to, to almost every guy in the locker room as making a, a contribution in one way or another and helping us. Yeah, that's a, that's not a bad problem to have come March. No, 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 <laughs> not not at all. And um, you know, again, I, you know, it's look. I think the season obviously sets you in a, a good course for the postseason, but. Um, you know, we're just we're just you know trying to take it one game at a time and and get better every day and uh, you know hopefully be a tough team to play you know when it matters in late February and early March. You know, Fifel obviously in goal has uh, has done great things for you. We happen to see uh, see your freshman against Notre Dame and I saw last night he uh, he he, uh, he shot out St. Joe's. What what have you seen from him 
over the first uh, mile. The, the, the freshman goalie? Yep. Schofield, he's great. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, obviously, um, look, it's, it, it's, it's great. It gives us a, a great opportunity to, to rest Henry uh, in some games. And it obviously um, bodes well for, for the future of, uh, of Darien Hockey, getting a freshman in there who um, is, is, I think, a, a, very, uh, a very good goalie. He's, he's played great. He did a great job for us last night against St. Joe's. Um, and, uh, you know, we threw him into the uh, Notre Dame-West Haven game, uh, which is a, a, obviously a heck of a team. And uh, so he had uh, the pressure playing up there. It's a, it's, a, it's a great place to play, but obviously comes with, with a lot of pressure. They're a tough team to play, and, uh, and, and we were happy. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're very happy with, with both of our goaltenders and feel very comfortable with either one of them uh, in net. Obviously, Henry has the, uh, the experience, and he's the starter. Um, so, uh, but, but we're happy. Yeah. <clears throat> like I said, it's, uh, again, it's not a bad problem to have. Um, I, I would no. be, uh, remiss to not, um, ask this question because this is something that's, uh, that's kind of, it's, it doesn't bother me. It's just something that I've always questioned for such a long time since covering the FCX since 2013 or 2014 for hockey, the FCX schedule. And, yep. and uh, you know, I know it, it, it's part of the conference and it, it has its benefits, but what do you think about, you know, you guys are a Division One team. You guys play all these unbelievable out-of-conference teams and you play your unbelievable inter-conference D1 teams. But what is your opinion about having to go up against some, you know, look, I, I don't mind the D2 to D1 crossover games. I think, you know, in some years where there are really good D2 teams, it makes it fun. Yep. But do you do you see any benefit of going up against Division Three teams? You know, I, I think it's a complicated question. And, and, you know, having kids that have played in other sports and watching football, I, I, I think it really stands, you know, all uh, of these um, different sports. And it's no different in hockey. You know, every year you, uh, you know that you are going to get uh, certainly some some mismatches um, and and it's unfortunate um, yeah so from from that perspective uh, you, you know I, I try to as you know get the best schedule that I possibly can yeah. and so w the way that we deal with it is that out of FCX schedule um, look we got we have Hamden we have prep Notre Dame West Haven Xavier um, you know Ridgefield so you know we, we go out of our way to, to really make sure that we um, play a very com competitive schedule that way. Um, I I understand 100% what you say, and, and look, there's no doubt that it seems that there are one or two teams, maybe three every year, that are really struggling in terms of numbers. Uh, sometimes they they just don't have the numbers. Sometimes they're younger, uh, and, and and those games are unfortunate. They're they're not. I'm sure they're not fun for the, the you know those teams, and it's it's not easy. Um, you know, playing against them, uh, to be honest, either. But I will say that the FCAC, I, I think, in general, is a pretty good league. So if you look this year, obviously Richfield, um, I think Greenwich is going to come back. I think New Canaan's a, a heck of a team. Yeah. I mean, I watched that game against Richfield. Um, I don't think the score is indicative. I mean, no, that, it, was, that was a... Yeah, no, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're right. It looks like Richfield just kind of poured it on there at the end where they kind of warmed yeah. down. Yeah, and look, Fairfield, uh, I mean, Capalbo is a, a, a good goalie. Uh, they always play you tough. It sounds like Trumbull has a, has a, 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 a good team. Uh, Stanford has a, uh, you know, I think uh, that, that co-op situation has helped. Um, and look, I think Wilton has a good first line, and I think Trinity has a good first line. So, 
you know, if you look at those two schools, I guess the thing is that, that they probably don't have the depth, you know, to, to, to run up against some of the, you know, D1 uh, FCAC teams. But um, it, it is a problem. Um, you know, there, there's no doubt that those games that turn out to be not terribly competitive are not uh, fun really for either team. But, um, <coughs> you know, that's... Yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. Yeah, that's just the way that it is. And <clears throat> it's just something that... You know, when I when I when I first started covering, I, I was covering Wilton and Stanford and Trinity Catholic and yep. Norwalk, <clears throat> and you just look at their schedule and it's like, depending on who they have, it's like, all right, they they might start this season zero and five, and now they have to win X amount of games to even sniff a spot in the D three playoffs, and it just seems counterintuitive for the conference itself. I agree, and and I think that you know, look, part of the difficulty I think is that you, you know I think that if you pulled those coaches, that some of them would happily and readily um, em- embrace a move to a different type of scheduling, um, for sure. Um, but there's probably also some in that group that would say that it's you know precisely that the ability to play against uh, you know Greenwich, Ridgefield, uh, New Canaan, or Darien is is how they're able to attract some kids uh, you know every year. So yeah, no, I get um, that. But there, I, th- I think there is some, you know, consideration at, at, at some level of of, uh, of trying in a reasonable manner to, you know, to deal with that and to um, eliminate some of the obvious mismatches that, you know, that occur from time to time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I really do appreciate um, of course. You, uh, you answering that question. Of course. You mentioned Fairfield Prep on, uh, on the schedule and uh, coming back again this weekend, going up to Wonderland. Uh, what are you expecting out of this, uh, this second time around? <laughs> well, I, look, anytime, you know, there's, it's, it's all good playing Fairfield Prep. I mean, you go up there, it's a, it's a, it's a great old rink, and, you know, if you can't get fired up uh, as a team when you look at all those banners with all those state championships, then, you know, you probably, you probably shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be playing. So, you know, it's, it's always exciting for us. It's exciting to, you know, compete against a, a team with that uh, kind of a tradition. Uh, and, look, uh, I think that people every year, uh, fall into the same, you know, mistake of, of looking at their record. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm certain that the team that we play this Saturday uh, will be uh, a much different and improved team uh, from the last time we played them. So they, they, they play a, a great schedule. Uh, you know, to state the obvious, they're, they're well coached. Uh, and so we, we think it's going to be a, a heck of a battle. The, the games against them, I think, are always fast games, and they're always hard games with a lot of physical play. And I would expect more of the same on, on Saturday. And we're you know we're we're excited to to go up there and uh, and and give it a shot and play them again. You know, Coach, um, we really do uh, appreciate the time. Uh, we always love getting to cover you and covering you guys. You guys are always a fun team, and, and you're always uh, very good to us. So I just wanted to thank you very much for for jumping on with us. We uh, we really do appreciate the time. Appreciate it. Well, listen, we you know everyone in Darien really appreciates the coverage. You guys are absolutely fantastic, and you make it. Uh, you know, fun for, for all the kids and I'm really very grateful for all that you guys do for Connecticut hockey. So uh, thank you to you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Coach. And uh, we'll probably see you there on Saturday. Look forward to it. All right. Later. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Darian head coach Mac Bud for uh, taking the time out of his very busy schedule to chat with us, chat a little D1 FCAC hockey. Uh, He's always, honestly, I, I think I enjoy going to Darian games just to talk to him after. Mm-hmm. Just, he's so insightful. He knows so much about the game. And, 
you know, he's a coach that's like willing to be like, if they lost, like, hey, they played well, this is what they did. Like, he's not going to rest and, you know, be like, oh, well, we didn't get the calls or it didn't go our way. Like, he's, he's just a good dude. So I, I really appreciated that he sat down with us. And so uh, on the back end of our show, uh, right off the bat, let's we need to talk about Greenwich because I have been a big Greenwich advocate all year. I was very vocal on Twitter when uh, they got dropped so far after losing to Hamden. And then it seems like the wheels have just fallen off. They, they lost to Hamden 8-3. They tied Fairfield Co-op. Then they lose to West Hill Stanford. They get shut out by Bishop, Bishop Hendricks from Rhode Island 5 nothing, And then on Wednesday night, they lose 7 nothing to Northwest Catholic. And you think about a team that was so good defensively and then beats Darien, shuts out Darien. Dominates Darien in that game. And you, 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 know, you were there, you were talking about it. Just to see numbers like that the next five games is kind of kind of blows your mind. Yeah, I'm... I'm just I'm stunned. I you know I look I know they're probably not happy with themselves. You know oh, sure. we don't want to beat the dead horse here, but I'm just I don't know what happened. Like mm. I mean, look they got they got nice three game stretch coming up on their schedule. They got Wilton on Thursday night when we're taping the show. They got Xavier Saturday and Trumbull Tuesday. I mean those are three winnable games for them. You know, to kind of right the ship heading into a game against Ridgefield. So, it'll be interesting because whatever's going on there, they don't have a lot of time to fix it. This was a team that so good defensively early on this year. Speaking of me voting them number two in my poll for most of the season... um, (coughs) Who is the number two team in the state, Mike? Because I know the poll says Darianne before they lost two games to Richfield last weekend, and this week the poll still says Darianne, and I don't think that that's a bad pick. I had Darianne no. too. I did too. Um, I know a couple, couple other weeks. people did as well. Um, and a lot of Northwest Catholic support as well. I think it seems like it's one of those two teams right now. Yeah, I mean, like if we're just going, you know, the eye test, Darien beat Granite, lost to Greenwich three nothing. Northwest Catholic beat Greenwich seven nothing. Now, two completely different teams at the time, but that's just the eye test, and that happened last night after the poll came out. But it just seems like Ridgefield is is up there at number one, no questions asked. Like, no, <laughs> what they did to New Canaan the other day was just they just keep coming, and um, then there's like a just a big drop off and then there's everybody else true but then you look at those two games that uh, Darianne played against them you know where you know one's a one goal game and one's two nothing yeah shout out Uh, Sean Gordon yeah Uh, yes but those are Darianne's only two shots in Richfield this year you know in the regular season they'll probably get him in the FCX and maybe in the state tournament we'd be lucky to see them play in the state tournament because it's the only team that's played Ridgefield well all year, but they lost both games. True. I mean, Ridgefield took a ton of penalties in the second mm-hmm. game. Darian, uh, Coach Gallagher told me, Darian had 10, he goes 8 to 12, 10 
quality chances to score, and they did. Right now, That's because the probably because of Sean Gordon, because Sean Gordon is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But you're just sitting there and you're looking at it, and it's like, okay, well, who? Like, uh, is there anyone that's even close to them? Again, I know that Darian played them well two games, but they lost both games. True. And we're not going to see them play until maybe the FCX mm-hmm. and then maybe the state tournament. So this is a bunch of maybes right now. And you look on paper, they beat them twice. Right. So who I, – I don't think Northwest Catholic plays them. They, they won't get a shot. Yeah, we got yeah. to wait until March. Norway, yeah, we'll see – you know, maybe we'll see them in the state tournament. Mm-hmm. Um the rematch of the D1 title game two years ago. Mm-hmm. I know there's a couple of kids on each team that uh, played in that game. Um, obviously, Nick Cullinan for, for Ridgefield and, you know, Brendan Horn, Horn, Brendan Horn and Sean McRae and, and Esposito for Northwest Catholic all played uh, major minutes on that Northwest Catholic team. But you're sitting here and you're looking and you go, okay. I mean, they tied. Northwest Catholic tied Glastonbury when I was there, which was not good. Then, so they dominated that. Huh? They, they did dominate. They did dominate, yeah. And they dominated overtime. They just couldn't mm-hmm. score. Then they beat up. They beat Notre Dame West Haven 3-1, mm-hmm. to one, and they beat Greenwich 7 nothing. But like we were saying, who is Greenwich right now? Exactly. Which Greenwich team is this? But if you're looking on straight paper, Darian lost to Greenwich. Mm-hmm. Straight tr- paper makes it tough, though. Straight paper makes it really tough, but that's what a lot of people vote on. It's true. A lot of people just look at the results because this is not the same Greenwich team that won 3 nothing on opening day at all. Uh, on opening day at the Winter Classic. This is not the team that beat New Canaan 3-1. to one. Mm-hmm. <coughs> what, the heck did Ham- what the heck did Hamden do to Greenwich? Oh, my God. So, I mean, that is just something that I, you're just trying to figure out. It's like, who's the number two team in the state? There's it's- From 2 to 10, they could all beat each other. Mm-hmm. And then there's just Richfield, like playing in their own league. Right. Maybe we should bump them up to the prep school league. No. <laughs> LaSalle. LaSalle Academy LaSalle. is number two. There it is. We should really make that point because uh, how many more games do they, they have? Got, they, get they, got, yeah, they, they get Greenwich. They get Greenwich. They get Greenwich at the end of the year. Who else is left? That might be the, that might be the only one. I think one. that might be it. But, yeah, yes, that's right. Four. They beat. All right. And there you it might is. have to vote the mountain there somewhere, too. Yes. We'll so, uh, breaking news um, LaSalle Academy is the number two team in the state. Mm-hmm. I think that's about right. I think that has to be it. All right, Mike, what do we got coming up next, or uh, this weekend? And then next week, we got we got some good games? We do. Darian at uh, Fairfield Prep. Saturday, that right? Be, uh, that should be fun. Uh, Jesuits getting back on the winning track last night at uh, West Haven after a long layoff. Which I'm sure they, uh, I'm sure they were worked. Yeah, uh, got some things into shape, so that should be fun. Um, West Hill Stamford coming off that win plays Amity this weekend. That, that should be uh, a good one. Should be a fun one. Any any catch your eye there? I know that what uh, Newtown at uh, your uh, yeah, my boys from uh, Lyman Hall. Uh, like we uh, we saw we both saw Newtown against Amity. Um, I think this is you know, a regular game for Lyman Hall. I think Lyman Hall. Is as good as, as some of the best D two teams in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw, but uh, I think they lost. They lost a close one, if I'm correct. Um, Lyman Hall did. They, they lost they to lost three. Well, I think yeah. all their losses are, yeah, they're seven and two. But all their mm-hmm. losses are two D two teams in Brantford and Cheshire, yeah. and they played them both well. Two, uh, three to two against Cheshire, and five to three against Brantford. Mm-hmm. And I believe there was an empty net in that game. I think Lyman Hall is the best team in Division three. 
Um, I think I say that every week. I love hand. We were both at the hand game on Monday. We got to talk to Coach Brian, talk to their captains. This is a very excited team. A lot happened last year with that program. They seem to have uh, straightened the ship, and they're playing unbelievable. And this isn't paper. This isn't, you know, I'm making it up. Lyman Hall dominated them 7-2. to Absolutely dominated them. And I was at that game. I left in the second period because it wasn't even fun anymore. What Lyman Hall, the way that Lyman Hall was playing. Like, there wasn't anything for me to see anymore. Um, credit to Lyman Hall. <clears throat> credit to Hand. They've come back from that. Wins over North Haven Massick. Eastern is down. North Brantford's all right. And Trinity Catholic, though we're excited that they're playing well, they're still not, you know, one of the better teams in the division. So they've come out and they've won the games that are ahead of them. Friday's game against Fairfield Co-op is going to be huge for them. And then they got Amity. So we're going to know, we're going to see, and then they have Watertown Pomperock mm-hmm. and then Guilford and then JBWA. So the next four games for hand, this is basically what we're going to know about them. We're going to learn so much about them in the next, till the end of the month because they play Watertown on the 30th. Um, so that's going to be huge for them. I'm excited for hand, but I still think Lemon Hall's the best team in Division Three. Um, I don't think. See, <laughs> I'm I'm anxious for those she and Lemon Hall. Yes, I'm very excited for those. They do. She and come off a tie last night against Tritown, which is interesting. But yes, well, they they a lot of undiscipline from what I from what I read online. A lot of penalties. Um, see, this is where I have a problem with the ranking system, and uh, I don't want to. You know, I Christian Gardaki. Yes, okay. Christian Gardaki is a friend of the program. He's awesome kid. Uh, I think he's an aspiring writer. I know he so, writes yep. for, uh, for, does the Sound Tiger stuff. Yep. We we love Christian. He's a great mm-hmm. kid. BBD, he plays for BBD. BBD is ranked second in Division Three right now. Is it really? Yes, because they have D1 have wins, and I'm using my quotations. They have D1 uh-huh. wins over Mount the Pleasant, New York. Teams. Yes. Uh, Yarthmouth, Maine, and East Chester, New York. Now, we don't know anything about those teams, but they're four. They're one, six, and one in state. Are uh, one five and one in state, and they're the second team in ranked in the CIAC. So, say so take what you will about that. I just saw that, and I'm like, how is Lyman Hall third, and Sheen's fourth? But Sheen, 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 Sheen's played a handful of D three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played the majority of D three games. Lyman Hall uh, has a D two win, two and uh, two D two wins because North Haven and West Hill. But BBD sitting there up at two, and Christian's going to tweet at us. He's going to be mad at us, but. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. That's interesting. I just noticed that, and that kind of bothers me. But that's why they play the game, right? Hey, you know what? It's, uh, t- there's there's no good way to do it, as they said. No, there is no. I mean, hockey Bar- is barring the, the old way. lacrosse, uh, the old the old way of the coaches getting together and voting. Oh, voting their coaches! Rankings. Coaches are so unbiased. They would never. They would never do anything like that. And, of course not. And push their teams ahead and push other teams down. No, way. never ever. Couldn't but, imagine them. But doing still. <laughs> Is it better? Is crazy voting better than random points? I think I think with the way that the points when you look at BVD schedule, I think it'll all even out in the end. Probably will. But I will tell you this: having three D one wins on there, that's mm. more than that's more than any team in the FCX going to get. I always, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's it, interesting. It's, it is. I, I just noticed that. I like. would. I would. It's one of my weird little things that my half baked ideas of. of points for like a quality loss yeah like if you schedule uh you know 
a really good team and and you lose to them yeah how how do you kind of bake that into the system it's tough yeah i mean that would i think that would only benefit the fcac teams currently mm. um cuz a lot of d3 and a couple teams games here and there like yeah. like, like a hand is still playing a close to d2 schedule and something yeah they're yeah they're playing like that but but it's interesting because well, what's a quality D? What's a quality hey, loss? Like, yeah, that, that throws more. Staples played. I'm, I'm complaining about the subjectivity, and I'm adding more to yeah. it. Yeah, good for me. But. <laughs> well, Staples played Fairfield really well the other night. Um, kind of got away from them at the end, but Staples played really well the first two periods, and I thought that eye test wise, I was like, oh, like good for Staples. Like they're 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 learning and they're, and they're growing, and uh, but then they played Ridgefield and they got outshot fifty to one. Well, where's the quality in that? So that's a, that's a whole other thing for another day. Uh, we'll talk about that more. But as always, go out, go to the rinks, see some games. Uh, there's some great matchups. Go to Game Time CT, check out the schedule. As always, Mike, got any last words? One quick thing, just wanted to note uh, the passing of Bob Barton. Yes. A great friend of, uh, of all of us in, in sports writing community and great guy, and uh, he, will be, he will be missed greatly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I never, unfortunately, got to met to meet Bob. Yeah, we but, a uh, times when I saw Sean Barker wrote a tremendous <laughs> obituary. It's on on Game did. Time CT and uh, worth checking out. If, uh, if you know Bob, if you didn't know Bob, yeah, he uh, he sent me a letter once when I first started when I did a box score wrong for football ah. and I got a handwritten letter. Yep. It's somewhere at my parents' house. I have to find uh. it. But he he showed me like all examples in this, and I was like, who is this guy? And I remember like reaching out to Barker, and Barker like filled me out. Mm-hmm. Like, Bob, this was back in like 2013. So anyway. Uh, you said it perfectly, you know, Bob. We always be. love a guy who's obsessive about the box score. That's my kind of guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, head out to the rinks, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week. Later.